Welcome to What's Good Under the Hood. What's good under the hood? Full of energy today because I have coffee in me. Coffee in my hands. All I want to do is get a cup of coffee in my hands. I'm just going to sing the entire show if y'all just sit back and watch. <laughs> All right, then. I'm just going to sit back. Welcome. Welcome to What's Good Under the Hood. Rob Sanders of Fox Sports Radio 1400. And our friend Greg Hood, owner of Mazda of Columbia. What's good under the hood? Everything. I know. What's good under the hood, fellas? Well, we do have good stuff to talk about today. I would and, hope. Yeah. And Greg, I was talking with, with you about this before we went on the air. You know, we've had an issue with, you have an issue. Well, some people are having issues with getting lots and lots of cars on the lot like we had pre-pandemic. The government's trying to get in on that now where they're putting $52 billion into making American microchips. So I wouldn't call it them getting in on that. That is a complete political play. So they can say that they saved the day. And I will tell you straight up, uh, the money is not what's needed. They can't make a place to make the chips fast enough. It's not humanly possible. So the clean rooms and all the high-tech stuff they have to do to make them, money is not going to solve the problem this year because they threw 50 whatever billion, a billion it was with the B, right? We yeah, do. Yeah. What we do they toss around what? figures like Why? that with reckless abandon? Well, with the abandon, I made sure they were right this time instead yeah. of saying like I did last time. But the point is, what is the government doing in the private sector one more time? They're not saving anything. I mean, the private sector's got the money to come up with those places and to make chips. And there's just no win in it. I mean, I, I am very frustrated by how our tax dollars are allocated. Uh, to labs in Ukraine. I'm sorry, that's, that's the bio labs in Ukraine. Yeah. But Taiwan, they were, the Russian, all, they were the Russians originally, but Taiwan is where all the chips are being made at this point. Right? No, no, there are a lot of, a lot of them are made in China, which uh, creates another problem. Well, look, let's, and, and I, I got your answer and I, and I, I get where you're coming from with that, but tell us why this could be a good thing. How, how could, if, if you were, if you were the person that had to go and, and spin this for the government now saying, hey, this is what the auto industry needs, how would you sell that? I wouldn't. I, th I think that's <laughs> I think it's an absolutely horrible idea. There's nothing that's going to be beneficial uh, coming out of that. We can solve our own problems. We don't need the government to get in the middle of all of it and just throw money at the problem. And here, in my opinion, is the reason. If you look at the way government acts. I'm going to pick on California now. So EDD, Employment Development Department in California, you're looking at me funny. They have where, medications where are we, Where are we going with this? No, I'm going there. Listen. <laughs> Rob knew where I was going. The biggest it. fraud ever known to man went on through the EDD during this pandemic and what they did by allocating unemployment funds. And there's people out there that are living in houses where they're getting 75 or 80 envelopes from EDD and people are going and accosting them to get the envelopes because that's what allows them to get their checks coming to them. And that may be the check. I'm not sure, but they're signing up with other people's houses and then they go get them and do it. My point is this government doesn't do stuff well when it comes to money. So if private sector was going to spend 50 something billion dollars to get them to where they needed to be, it probably would be done in a more, uh, expedient, uh, more a proper way. They're not just throwing money out there and going, Hey, I'm going to give it to this company. They don't do that. They want to control it. And so 
half of it goes down the, you know what? Crapper. Every, thank you. Yeah. My color man, Andy that's, Woods. That's thank you. Good, that's a good word, Andy. Very good. Down the crapper. By the way, do you know why it was called a crapper? Yes, because his name was John Crapper, the guy that invented the toilet. It Thomas Crapper? Well, his last name was Crapper. Who cares? Who gives a crap about what the first name was? Oh, I give a crap. Okay. Do I you like know, to get things right. You know, you know why they call it piss instead of, you know why they call it piss? Because it's not vinegar? No, because in, in old time England, ye old England, they had, they had these things on the side of the road where people like portajons, they were called pisseries. And then that sort of came from that. See, crap and piss. We have just pisses me off. <laughs> we have the this origins shows, of odd words. This show's turning into a load of crap. We'll yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. How did we get onto the crapper thing? Oh, okay. Thomas. Thomas. Crapper. I think it was Thomas Crapper. You're going to have to look it up while oh, we're talking. It while you but it wasn't John. I know for a fact. Anyway, they don't do anything well. And so I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to sell that. But I, I'm going to go back to what I said. Time is more important than the money. Um, because I watched a couple things uh, on TV that, and I was online, and that were kind of giving an explanation of what was really creating this problem, and why uh, it takes so long to get this stuff made. So I, I once again, I don't think money solves it. There's actually a Thomas Crapper Day, January 27th. Oh, I was right. There's a whole day. You're usually right, though, Greg Hood of Mazda of Columbia. I just want to make sure Thomas Crapper gets his hey gets his due. Can we? John Crapper was his brother. Can, can we have Thomas Crapper Day and have like our own little festival? Andy? John Crapper actually invented toilet paper. John, Thomas Crapper invented the toilet. No, he did. Thomas Crapper. Yeah. So there you go. All right, so that's not going to be good. I mean, in in the grand scheme of It'll things, it'll just I mean, be one more boondoggle that they flush our money. So it down won't the help. The, it won't help the industry at all because if you just look at it from the perspective of, hey, we may get more chips. We've been hearing forever, and give me go go through the archives of the show. By the way, you can find them on YouTube and or wherever you get your favorite podcast. And we've talked about the chip shortage before. Okay, so let me ask you this question: Sure, you don't think if money solved the problem and it's desperately needed, you don't think that private capital could have been raised along the way in this last two years in order to get that job done? It it could, and it would, and it will. It doesn't need the government's money to do that. Put the Bezos in charge of it. The government just wants, no, I'd be Musk, but you you put the government in in charge. They're just, they want, it's an image thing. They're throwing all that money and make them look good. It would have been solved if it could have. If they could have been made already, if those plants could have been built to make them. That's one of those things. You know, the Chinese can build a building in a week, uh, but they cannot build uh, a facility to make those chips. Uh, that quickly. So uh, once again, I'm going to tell you, it's a big no in my book. Well, we were talking about the Chinese and, you know, it just came out from Reuters that uh, they're having some big lockdowns in Shanghai. Shanghai has been locked back down uh, on the 29th. So this was, this was yesterday as we recorded it. And it's, this is going to have a hint. It's going to hinder a lot of things, not just on the auto industry, but you were telling me beforehand when they have issues with getting iPhones and everything else. Well, they're, they're, they're Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I hope I say it right. I think it was Shenzhen. Yep. It, it, am I saying it right? Yeah. Okay. So it's a town of, it's 14, a city of 14.5 million people in China. And it was a nothing about 20 years ago. And they built this thing up. But the reason why is it's become the hub for shipping and technology and yeah, we're going to have a problem. They're saying that they're going to shut it down for what, nine days or something like that. So you're going to disrupt the uh, supply chain one more time. 
uh, because nothing's coming out of there. I, I've heard politically they're saying there's something behind it because if they can uh, do a checkup on everybody in slow progress in some areas that it'll disrupt what's going on and even add to the pain that we're feeling due to uh, uh, the Ukraine situation and Putin going in there. I don't know whether that's right or wrong, but I know this is that if you extract nine days, in our case, it was two weeks that turned into two years. I don't know how China's going to do it, but in that case, that kind of makes me laugh thinking about it. Just uh, two weeks, we're going to shut her down here. Flatten the curve. Well, uh, but flatten they're, the curve. they're doing that to make what they're calling a bubble-like arrangement where, according to Reuters, they will workers will sleep, live, and work in isolation from the rest of the world to prevent virus transmission. A similar system was used at the Winter Olympics in Beijing to seal event personnel off from the public. So they're basically wanting to take uh, essentially the chip industry and make a bubble for that. And that's what it's, it's going to take. But it's also the shipping industry. It's everything. So everything's coming to a grinding halt. And they supply us. I mean, think about it. It's probably medicine. It is a hub. It is a shipping area. Um, it, it's what Hong Kong used to be, really. They Hong Kong turned into being a uh, financial center but what it used to be was a place that was manufacturing and also shipping it just replaced that and so now that's uh, the area that it won't be coming out of it's going to you know, put a hitch in our get along there's no doubt you mentioned nine days though i mean i guess a nine day window i mean from the out from my perspective okay we're down for nine days but if we're back up and running after that well think should... think about production mm -hmm. so if i have a big huge plant or I have a car sitting on the lift uh, at my shop that needs to be repaired. And the customer has an expectation when they bring it in today that it's going to get repaired. And I've got to wait nine days before I can even start turning the wrench and it may take me two days to fix it. That person is going to be without that car for that period of time. Just using that as, a, as an example, it's quite an inconvenience. It seems like only nine days, but when you, that trickle effect or ripple effect <laughs> runs into manufacturing, you know, if Chevrolet or Toyota or Ford is waiting for the taillight that came out of China that is going on that car, and all of a sudden they start building them, and the plant comes to a grinding halt, or they're sticking them out in a parking lot somewhere waiting, and they're not getting shipped, there's an effect that goes behind that. And at some point, you're going to have a bottleneck of something. You have the bottleneck one way of right. not getting the supply, and then also when it finally does come, in theory, you should have a bottleneck where it ramps up because if what you're telling me is they're still working over there because they're working at a bubble, but they're not shipping anything. And that's really why things like the iPhone or computers or cars or whatever it is where this technology is uh, being impacted is coming from. Um, it's going to create some problems all the way around. It's just one more thing on the pile of stuff of Thomas Crapper that we have. Nine days. You know who was out of school for nine days? Who's that? Ferris Bueller. Very good. Nine times. I you saw it was just a day oh, off. It was such a great movie. That was, was a great movie. Yeah. All right. Well, look, talk to me like I'm a five year old on this. That's always very do. easy to do. Very, thank you. <laughs> you just set yourself up. You I, walked right into that I one. I did. I just want to eat chicken nuggets and ravioli all day. But... Dude, chicken nuggets oh, sound so good I'm down right now. With that little, uh, what kind of sauce? Mustard. What kind of, I was about to say barbecue for me. Don't yeah. the ranch. Ranch is good. Barbecue gives me indigestion. I can't go there. Well, the Tums. I want chicken nuggets. I don't want a Tums. I want a Tums. I want my chicken nuggets. I like the dinosaur nuggets anyway. Um, but no, when I look at or it, the Polynesian sauce from Chick Fil A, yeah, that's really on you your can't mix chicken nuggets. You can't do that, man. You're oh, that's commingling. Of, you can't of do companies. it. It's illegal. You can't do Chick Fil A sauce with McDonald's food. 
I wasn't talking about McDonald's food. I'll, I'll go. You and said get, chicken. No, you, you said, said chicken nuggets. nuggets. Anything with Mick in front of it's McDonald's. I, I just said chicken nuggets, not Mick chicken. Nuggets. Oh, I guess there are chicken nu- noogies and chicken and Mick noogies. <laughs> so, but when I look at it from this perspective, though. Isn't it? Don't we have too much tied up in China? I mean, isn't there? Isn't there? Yeah, I will talk to you like a five-year-old. Duh, Captain Obvious. What I'm saying though is that isn't there the the isn't there someone that is that has that entrepreneurial spirit that's like you know what, I can get stuff together and make these chips that way we don't have to deal with China anymore. Well, that's where money, big dream, money. No, the only reason why it all ended up in there is because they can do it cheaper. Or they're willing to do it cheaper either way, or the government will subsidize it to keep it there. So the decisions of big business are made to go overseas. I had a product that I was making years ago that I don't even like talking about because I didn't do well. I can't wait to hear this. No, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I'm going to tell part of it. What did you make? Nothing. Anyway, (laughs) it was a product that I didn't want to make in... What do you? What's that look? I was just seeing if Rob thought it, it was thought he wanted it to was know what you made. Green Switch. It was a simplified <laughs> energy management system for homes and hotels and all that stuff. And and did I that end up in the crapper. Well, kind of <laughs> did because well, 2008 happened. Okay. Entrepreneur Magazine picked it as one of the top 15 ideas for 2007, right next to the iPhone. So wow. the idea was good. Truthfully, Dude. I was on Modern Marvels on the History Channel and Living with Ed on Ed, HGTV and. We had a lot of momentum and a lot of stuff, but oh wait a minute, hold I on! I never then, knew this. We need oh, to pull up the YouTube. Absolutely, commercials. we're gonna have we're gonna have a watch along of your uh, your modern history show. No, no. Oh, anyway, listen, listen, listen. So that wasn't my point. My point though was what what caused it. By the time the technology was done, then we went. We had the. It was a little bit too expensive to sell here because of the cost of making it. It was a mesh network, and it had all kinds of high tech stuff in it, and and. Um, but when we went overseas, we had it re-engineered for um, making it in China, and I didn't want to do that. I really wanted to be American-made, but, I mean, it dropped the price of it by 70%. And 70%, when you keystone a product, when you double it and then double it again as a retailer, if you go in, you to a distributor and then on to a retailer, you know, you really are looking at four times by the end, four times what the original cost of the product was. And the point is, is that that market over there businesses are driven to it just out of necessity because if i could sell a a product for five hundred dollars but i had it made here and it and it would retail for fifteen hundred the amount of people that would buy it would be significantly less at fifteen hundred dollars you know oh that's a great idea but and so it's the same thing with everything else and that goes from these big companies pharmaceutical companies which i think is a really bad idea i think we pay enough for pharmaceuticals you think they'd make them here but you know we're beholden to them for those kinds of things and and we shouldn't be that that does create some issues the other side of it though it's strictly economics well i microphone on i know i I have a i have an american flag tattoo that i will not show you folks thank you i wish that uh we could have all of that stuff in america is that your tramp stamp rob well but you know what and and here's the thing you know that was one of the areas that you know trump talked about a lot and was working his way toward having some independence all the way around but the world is so we're so inextricably intertwined now that you know where ukraine and russia i think provide 25 percent of the world's wheat that's a big deal that's that means if they can't produce it and they can't deliver it to the rest of the world that creates famines in poor countries in third world countries and and once here it creates food shortages which makes prices go up there's just so many things that are go into it now that we're so tied together 
And if I'm not an isolationist, but if you went back into the 1800s, we didn't have these problems. We had a lot of other problems, but we didn't have these. Like scurvy. Yeah. Okay. Or scurvy. Yeah. Or let's go way back. Let's go to the Donner Party. Wasn't that a good time? Which one is this? That's where they uh, were crossing the Donner Summit and they cannibalized each other as they died. They had to eat them to stay alive. That was they. There was an airplane movie about that too, where that soccer team got stuck on the top the one of the mountain. Le- Leslie Nielsen yeah. air, airplane. No, they didn't eat no. each other in that movie. It was the one. It was called Alive. It was called Alive. I'll have Alive. the. I'll have the cod. <laughs> <laughs> Chama don't want no help. Chama don't get no help. <laughs> Oh well, I, I just, I wish we could do better anyway. That's I wish we could too, but you know, it's not going to happen in a snap and pouring 50 million or billion dollars at something is not going to solve that problem. I wish it would. I would say, Oh man, that's a great idea, but we, you can't make time go faster. Good point. Maybe I'm, we'll learn something next time on. You Andy. did today. It was Thomas Crapper, <laughs> not John Crapper. <laughs> you learned something today. The rest of you learned nothing. So sorry, folks. That is I it. I apologize. That is it for Greg Hood, Rob Sanders, and me, Andy Woods. It's what's good under the hood. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and share the show as well. And hit that notification bell. Ding. And leave a comment. <laughs> <laughs>